0: everyone this fine time of day hello hello hey what's up
1: not much not much just making sure that we have the record button on the top left
0: yeah it's where we'll where go i see it now yeah apologies last
1: time? apologies last... for last <laughs> time
0: <laughs> yeah I, I only noticed it's missing when i click the leave button like at the end and then like i'm like wait a second what something is missing there
1: Last week, I think I was I was too excited to be able to speak without a half an hour delay. That I <laughs> that I
0: forgot everything else. Yeah, yeah. So this time it will be recorded and official. Um, and we do have a lot of things to discuss today. Um, in general, we have like three sections. The first one is uh, regarding the. Uh, updates of what's happening and what's going to happen next week uh then we have a lot of questions to answer and then we're going to talk about marketing which is also one of the questions uh a fairly recurring one and uh, uh, we will talk extensively about this topic uh thanks everyone for joining in um it's been a busy week uh, for Beam. We did quite a lot of uh, development. So let's start with the updates of what is going on. So first of all, uh, as you know, we are uh, voting on Beam X allocation for both uh, the DEX uh, for the liquidity farming and also for the Nifrit stability pool. And uh, it seems that this vote is going to pass in epoch 18. So what is going to happen is that, first of all, I think it will be tomorrow we're going to launch uh, the uh, liquidity accumulation contract on the DAPnet. Uh, And obviously we will uh, tweet about it and uh, also uh, post it in the Telegram so everyone can uh, play with it, take a look at it, uh, provide input. Uh, I think it's it's not the prettiest in the world, but then again, it's kind of one-time deal. And then uh, it will... Uh, after the accumulation phase is over, it will transform into the uh, staking uh, contract where you can lock your uh, LP tokens and get uh, BMAX uh, as a farming reward. Uh, I think the main net launch for this phase is going to be next week, I think around Wednesday. So that's kind of, I think leaves enough time to review the doublet version, get uh, all of the issues ironed uh, from out of it and um, uh, get ready. You know everybody can prepare for the for the accumulation program launch. So just a quick reminder of what this means uh, is that we are going to start uh, a process of accumulating liquidity for the launch of the Dex Beam BMax pool at uh, a rate of one BMax for two Beam, and uh, whoever is joining in this early bird kind of stage is going to get a bonus uh, like early bird bonus for the uh, liquidity mining. When you are joining, you will have an option to join and then lock immediately lock the LP tokens uh, for the periods of uh, three, six, nine or 12 months. And uh, each of these stages gives an additional uh, bonus. We'll publish, uh, obviously, for the launch, we'll publish all the details officially so we know exactly what they're getting into. Or if you don't want to lock it, you, it's, it's fine as well. You can just uh, specify zero as the locking time, and then you will be able to withdraw uh, this liquidity whenever you want. But obviously, the reward will be a little bit smaller. So this is the uh, kind of first step of the long-awaited DEX launch. Eventually, it will happen next week. Uh, as for uh, Nifrit, I think like once the vote is finalized and the BMX tokens can be allocated, uh, that will open uh, the road to the launch of Nifrit as well. So this is regarding these two applications. Um, all the rest of the development, like first of all, uh, the desktop wallet. Desktop wallet is currently in the final phases of testing. We are already. Uh, in the process of uh, building the database version. And uh, if you are, uh, you know, watching our GitHub, you will see, uh, I think the database version uh, builds being created. So the version is ready for testing and it will be officially released in, I hope tomorrow, but if not, then, you know, next couple of days, Uh, we still have some minor UI improvements that we want to add. Uh, this version as you know includes the support for the hardware wallet the uh, first version of the beam messenger and uh, uh, also very important fix or improvement uh, for the high frequency transaction the high frequency transactions is the mechanism that is used in NIFRIT application uh, in order to be able to kind of send and respond to the changing conditions inside the transaction uh, within the same block so we don't need to wait for the next block in order to uh, kind of uh, change the the conditions. Like for example, you are sending a transaction and then the price changes or some some external event happens. And then instead of just kind of failing the transaction and having to wait for the next block to resend it, uh, this update is happening within the same uh, block time, which makes the kind of much faster response time in general for the application. The application needs to be able to handle these events and uh, uh, we had a problem with uh, some of those transactions failing unnecessarily. We fixed it. And uh, it means that in order to be using the free properly, when it will be launched, uh, it would be best to have the new wallet version uh, installed on your machine. So we are currently uh, finishing the kind of testing process and releasing the new wallet version. So everybody will be able to enjoy uh, these applications at their best kind of... Uh, Best behavior.
1: Very exciting times and, and a lot of developments coming to fruition, like in the very near future.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, and uh, like everybody's working really hard on that. So just so you know, uh, also the mobile and the web wallets are both currently in development. Unfortunately, I will not. don't think we will be able to uh, release the updated wallet, uh, mobile wallet uh, in the next couple of days, but... Uh, I hope that next week we will uh, update the mobile wallet. It includes uh, two things. Firstly, uh, the updated wallet library, which has all of these new features and fixes uh, that are needed for the mobile wallets to kind of be uh, on the same level of functionality as the desktop ones. And another thing that we need to do is cosmetic, but important is to update the resolutions uh, for the decentralized application so they look good on the mobile wallet. Uh, This probably will take a bit longer, but we are working on that. Uh, The web wallet, as you know, have been completely redesigned from scratch following the changes in the Google um, API for the extensions. The way it used to work is no longer kind of possible uh, under current uh, uh, Google Manifest version. So we have rebuilt it completely almost from scratch. And uh, uh, now we're in the final stages of kind of finding the bugs, and it will also be released. Now it's very important because it will allow to access the applications from the web. Basically, you just open a page in your browser, and you are in the app. Then you install the extension, and you can interact with this app. So I think it will be much easier to uh, to work with. Kind of these applications using the web wallet for especially for people who are new to beam and don't want to spend a lot of time installing and uh, synchronizing the desktop wallet so I think it will bring a kind of much better uh, initial engagement for new audiences so uh, this is happening another important uh, uh update is about the what we call the reverse breach uh, it's the ability to move tokens, BIM and BIMX tokens specifically from BIM to Ethereum and then use them in trading on Ethereum uh, DeFi infrastructure. It's something that we have been talking about for a long time and uh, uh, recently, once again, it it kind of, I think, became more important to... Like, yeah, you don't have privacy there, but you do have more liquidity and you do have a lot more users. So it's important to uh, be able to expose... Uh, new users to Beam, and it will make this process easier. Uh, so this is another development that we are very intensely and you know uh, quickly working on to to provide it. Uh, so yeah, that's happening as well. That's wicked.
1: And and like you mentioned, the with regards to the web wallet it really kind of breaks down the barrier to entry for people entering the ecosystem. And, and one thing that we had a conversation about last week, I think it wasn't on the space, uh, maybe on a call, uh, and we're talking about this with regards to the decks as well, like really opens up the ease at which people can trade tokens can provide liquidity and all these kind of things yeah and, and the wallet takes that a step further as well of course
0: yeah well, one of the things that we have been uh doing really kind of uh i don't know how to put it i, I would say over protectively at beam is Uh, providing the most private but probably least convenient default. Like, for example, when you download the desktop wallet and you just click like next, 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 the default options uh, enable and synchronize the full node inside the BIM wallet, right? So it takes two hours and uh, or I don't know, two days or whatever it takes. Like, it takes a lot of time depending on your internet connectivity. Uh, The experience is as it's supposed to be, like you download the entire blockchain. uh, But... If you would just select kind of connecting to remote node, which is not the default, then it would be like in an instant, right? But uh, on the same side, it will be a little bit less kind of secure because it will not run your own node. You will depend on a remote node to do the verifications for you. So this is always the uh, <laughs> dilemma when you are selecting defaults, like what to choose. And in Beam uh, case, we have been always choosing the most, uh, you know, protective, secure, and reliable options, sometimes at the expense of uh, usability and uh, good first time experience, right? Because the logic we always used was like, okay, so you only sync the wallet once, and then when you use it day to day, like it's it's okay, but that's not really necessarily what's happening. And maybe we should have been doing this differently, right? So uh, this is something that uh, uh, has always been uh, the case in, in, in our selection of parameters. Um, Which brings us to another topic that we'll also discuss later. Like sometimes, uh, you know, it's very difficult to understand what these options mean and it takes a lot of time for people to really kind of figure out like what they should choose. Uh, So for example, like if you're only using like, I don't know, a couple of applications, you don't hold uh, really like large amounts of funds in your wallet, it's okay to use the remote node and save yourself the trouble of synchronizing the entire blockchain. And I think what we should do for, for kind of to amend this situation uh, is to create these kind of small, I would say, like user guides, maybe even uh, using video format, uh, like we had like on YouTube, and just uh, provide these really short uh, videos, like what's the fastest way to to you know to install the beam desktop what it was, the safest way, like do this kind of educational material, uh, which is the remark that we got. A lot of times recently and, you know, again, during last week. Um, So I think that would be a good idea. Uh, And we will talk more about that when we get to the marketing section. But now, unless we have something else to discuss, I would like to move to the questions because we do have a lot of them.
1: Yeah, sounds good. Do you want me to read the questions out or are you happy to go through them?
0: Uh, No, it's okay. I'll do it. Uh, sure. I'll do it and uh, I would like to start with the first one in the list I don't know like from the uh, I don't know timeline perspective when it was asked but uh, uh, it's kind of um, uh, surprised me or like a, it's it's an interesting question so the question is like I would like to know why some founders left Beam. did you see this question I did
1: I did and it, uh, like it's a fair enough question and and kind of an interesting one as well
0: yeah yeah I totally agree Uh, First of all, uh, thank you for this question, uh, D, and uh, it kind of made me go down the memory lane because uh, earlier this month, we uh, sort of celebrated uh, five years of Beam development, even though uh, Beam was launched on January 3rd, 2019, the development actually started uh, in March 2018, so it was five years, Um, and a couple of things about that, first of all, five years, is a long time uh personally for me uh it's the longest uh, project ever like in terms of you know years i have ever participated over my 20 years career like uh, the, the previous one was like four years uh but beam is definitely the longest running the most interesting and the most engaging uh, and then i kind of you know started recalling all the things that we went through before we launched If you remember being called shitwimble and scammers and whatnot, it was fun times.
1: Yeah, yeah. there was a lot of
0: a lot of uh, going on prior to launch. Yeah, it took us a lot of uh, courage to open the source code in about like after six months of development or something like that. Uh, But yeah, I think like eventually we did prove that we are not scammers and everything was okay uh but it was it was an interesting time so in terms of the founding founders um like I, i'm not sure exactly who to include in this group because uh, over this really long stretch of 5 years uh beam team has can kind of changed from like one side but also like mostly remained the same and even people who uh, were more engaged day to day previously uh, and are not now, they're still uh, around, they're still in contact with us, and they support BIM, even though they mostly work like uh, other jobs uh, as their kind of primary focus. Um, so definitely uh, one of the people that was, I think, uh, most noticed like, was Alexander Zadjursson because he was very uh, active in promoting BIM and being present at, you know, as a face of the project at conferences and many other activities uh he's fine if someone is asking like he's he's great we actually had coffee a couple of days ago uh it, it's a funny story because his son is playing ice hockey and in israel there are only like two places where you can play ice hockey because you know it's basically a desert or some sea um and one of those places is located near where i live currently so he was around and uh, we met uh for a discussion he's currently at a project called Virtuswap, swap which is an interesting project in in its own right, uh, and uh, uh, take a look at it. And uh, we discussed a lot of things. Also, we discussed some uh, uh, interesting contacts that he had with companies that are doing bridges of all sorts. So he provided some introductions. Um, so yeah, like he he is definitely uh, alive and well and uh, supporting Beam from wherever he is. Uh, there are uh, some developers that left Beam relatively early uh, so there was some, there were some changes in like overall um you know structure of the team and uh, obviously the levels of engagement changed uh, with different kind of governance and funding uh, possibilities that we had um so yeah like uh, things changed but i wouldn't say like that's like founders left beam, I like wouldn't qualify it like that because it sounds like somebody just got disappointed or left. So that's not what exactly what happened. Most of the people that started this uh road back in March 2018 are still here with us, uh active and uh, you you see them in the GitHub, you see them in the community. Uh so yeah, like uh, things did change obviously, but I think most most of the uh starting team is still around. I hope this answers the question.
1: I think I think it's a great answer. I'm I'm still trying to figure out the ice skating thing and and whereabouts the ice hockey thing and and whereabouts this is happening.
0: Oh yeah, it's it's uh it's interesting. Uh, obviously it's uh, you know all the kind of uh I, I, there is no natural ice uh, mostly no producer, yeah. and so it's all kind of uh, heavily created and uh, uh, but yeah it, 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 they even have teams and they have uh, uh, it was very funny because uh, uh, there is a gas station near that place when I, sometimes I go there for gas and you know to buy uh, uh, some things and I walked in, into the gas station store and behind me, Behind you walked a guy uh, dressed completely in the Calgary Flames uniform.
1: This is, I'm, I'm going to assume
0: this is a ice hockey team. Yeah, yeah, it's a well-known ice hockey team, yeah. And uh, it was funny because it was so out of place, you know, in Israel with all this heat and everything. But then I said, oh, yeah, yeah there is an, an arena here and they're practicing. So, yeah, it's fun. Uh It's crazy what people are, you know doing anywhere basically if you want to play ice hockey you will find it even if you are in the middle of uh, one of the hottest places i've been yeah so um okay so moving on um we have a list a long list of questions uh here from galaxia uh i will skip all the questions regarding marketing for now because we will talk about it in you know in the third uh, part of the of the space um so, mm-hmm. okay. So wh- one of the requests is to answer the questions from the last week's space. I'll see what we can do about that because there are also of questions, and they, even though it wasn't recorded, maybe I will just you know create it as an AMA or a typed version. Um, okay. So a good question is how long will the dex accumulation phase last? So it, it's a good question. Uh, like I was thinking about two weeks, but it's debatable, right? It, we, we we can discuss it in the coming uh, days. I think two weeks is a good period of time for everyone to be able to uh, participate. I think one week is a little bit too short, and three weeks is a little bit too long. Um, but once again, like if you have opinions on how long it should be, please provide it. Uh, if you have like any reasoning. For it not to be two weeks uh, otherwise i think two weeks should be should be fine uh the bim messenger is almost ready and it will be released with the upcoming version of the wallet it's the next question uh it is not however a i would say uh, it's very alpha right it's very raw uh we do have a lot of uh, plans or uh, let's say uh kind of specific plans and uh, uh things that we o- already know we need to improve uh, but. You know, we, we will release it because it's part part of the version. Uh, but, like, it, it's very kind of first first version, uh, very raw. And uh, obviously, once it's released, all of the ideas and suggestions are welcome. Uh, but so, you know, like, it's not like we we're stopping there. It's, it's going to be improved significantly, especially the UI and usability part. Uh, some of it also uh, has to do with the integration with the address book, which was neglected for a long period of time because of the address management, kind of issues that we had, like every time a new address was created, it was very difficult to record them. Uh, But now with the addition of the hardware wallet, we changed that, so you do have this kind of two parts of the address. Uh, We're still debating how to call them eventually because, like, the wallet ID, if you remember, this term was not a very good term. Uh, And now, like, Uh, Vladi has suggested to call it an endpoint, but it's a little bit too technical. Then I suggested maybe we should have an address and an envelope. Like uh, we're looking for work here because you basically have two different concepts. You have a concept of a signature that your wallet signs with, and then you have a concept of the uh, specific delivery method for your information to the other wallet, right? So it can be SPBS, it can be Lantus, like offline address. yeah, so like we're still fishing for a good term for this functionality, but once we nail all of this down, the experience will be much better because you will have a distinct uh, difference between uh, the identity that your wallet or the, the signature that your wallet uses for uh, signing those messages, and that's the signature that is verified by the hardware wallet, and then the delivery method, which is SBBS, and there you can create new addresses uh, you know as much as you want without changing necessarily the signature that you use and that will be verified by the hardware world that's that's kind of the uh, dilemma we're currently in um okay so i did update on the status of the web wallet and the mobile wallet which is was the next question and i also did update on the status of the wrapped beam on ethereum it's work in progress moving on very fast um Yeah, Um, OK. So I think this answers most of the non-marketing-related questions. Uh, The shader SDK was a question from Beam Assets. They asked about the status of the shader SDK. Uh, Once again, it's there. It's on the GitHub. It's not very, uh, I would say, necessarily complete or easy to use yet, Uh, but it can be used. Obviously, we do need to provide uh, better kind of examples or like more uh, tutorial-like examples. Not just like here, take this contract, look how it works, but kind of more step-by-step tutorials. And one of the things you guys suggested last time we talked was to like make hackathons like for for Beam. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So it's a great idea, and I think we we need to do that. But what we need to do, uh, learning from the experience of previous hackathons that we try to do with various companies, uh, is to make it much kind of easier uh, in terms of like what is required to participate. Because we we tried to do something uh, like uh, write a smart contract from scratch or something like that. It didn't work. Uh, what we need to do is to basically provide a Working smart contract with good explanations, comments, you know, examples, and all that, and then uh, ask participants to modify it or to add, uh, uh, you know, UI uh, or, or, or like front ends for it. Uh, it was funny because I discussed it with Vladia. and he said, "Yeah, but UI, it's like it's so difficult." And I'm like, "No, no, it, like for you, uh, you know, maybe, but for most people, writing the contract is difficult, and UI is kind of simpler because it uses." more well-known technologies and uh, you know more yeah it, it, it's it's funny how you evaluate things differently depending on what your point of view is.
1: for sure personally i would I would find both i guess <laughs> equally difficult. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, but you know it's still um, it's still something that uh, I think uh, Uh, most developers are like more familiar with in terms of the things that they've already seen in their life, than just, you know, diving into, into being smart contracts, which are completely uh, new and different.
1: Yeah. Makes total sense.
0: Yeah. So this is also uh, kind of a part uh, of, um, of good marketing because when you are able to attract developers, uh, you both get awareness in terms of like what what is it you, you are doing here and uh, you also give people um, a good way to express their creativity in kind of building things with Beam and for Beam. Uh, so I, I think we would love to repeat this, uh, this kind of hackathon uh, experience, do it a little bit differently, learn from our previous mistakes, uh, and I hope that the result will be better than the last couple of times we tried it.
1: Absolutely. And, and like you said, I think making like the the kind of targets or goals more defined and, and giving like a little bit of uh, like example or head start and, and like working on top of something that's already there would be a good like strategy initially
0: as well. Yeah, definitely. I think that... Uh, uh... Having a good kind of uh, working example to start with, uh, you know, simplifies things and makes them much more manageable. Uh, But by the way, this is how most developers learn these days, right? You dive into a new uh, framework or ecosystem or programming language and uh, you just take some working examples, you play with them, you modify them. That's how you learn. Uh, So, yeah, um, I think we can do that um let me see okay so um once again there is a question from BeamBots about the erc Beam 20 which i did answer that we're working on this reverse breach and evm support is also work in progress but it will take more time obviously to complete i really hope it will be ready to, uh, to it will require hard work and it will be ready around summer uh, like in three to four months um okay um the last question is also a good one that we have uh, mentioned a couple of spaces ago about the uh, transfer of the treasury from a uh, beam foundation to the dow and uh, when it is uh, going to happen so uh, as of now i think it will take uh, i think another month for that to happen uh, mostly for all kinds of bureaucratic reasons uh, but it, it's definitely happening Regarding the numbers, uh, I think that they were mentioned today in the community channel. But yes, like the situation is more or less the same as I have updated last time. It's about one million uh, liquid and uh, one million uh, maturing uh, beams in the treasury. So that 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 didn't change significantly over the time uh, that we last talked about it. This is cool. Uh,
1: and and with, like, just to make it clear for everyone listening, the when the Beam is in, like, the treasury contract and, and controlled by the DAO, this will be able to be, like, allocated for bounties or for funding for different things and this kind of stuff, right?
0: Yep, absolutely. So uh, I think the simplest way would be to do it using... Uh, online voting uh, basically agree on the you know allocation amounts for specific goals that we would like to achieve yes and uh, then uh, uh, and then just you know allocate the, the beams and uh, use them for good good things and beam success absolutely yep uh, okay so let's move for a second to the the marketing, not for a second, let's move to the marketing part, because I think we did answer most of the questions that I had in the list, at if, least. If I didn't miss something, please let me know. Um, so what I suggest we do um, is to create another channel in Telegram and call it something like Beam Marketing and BizDev Task Force, right? And invite everyone who wants to be an, in it and participate. Uh, and the idea is to create a list of really specific things that uh, we want to do on the marketing front. So, yes, we are totally in a situation where we have completed Uh, most of the infrastructure development and launched most of the applications that we have uh, been talking about and promised to launch. So uh, once we finalize the DEX and uh, uh, as you know, we have already upgraded the DAO contract. We have started voting uh, online. Like all of these things are happening, which is great. And we're moving forward and making progress Uh, without obviously, you know, changing anything in our development plans. But we can now completely focus on marketing because as everyone said many times and completely correctly like without uh, awareness and without like bringing new people into the ecosystem uh, you know it will not be possible to uh, create any uh, additional traction and we we saw that it's not happening by, by itself anymore uh, obviously not in this climate and market so What are the things, or like, what are the uh, topics that I think we need to discuss? And I would like to separate it into uh, like several categories. So first of all, uh, mentions like uh, whenever like there is a discussion or a mention of uh, I don't know uh, things that are related to privacy, things that are related to other projects in this space. Uh, I think we can participate and we can uh, kind of uh, uh, piggyback on these communications, whether they are on Twitter or in Telegram channels, and uh, create engagement through uh, through these channels. So in order for that to happen, we need, first of all, somebody to bring this to our attention. Like here, listen, they're talking about Zeno now. Uh, I do have, by the way, a lot of questions about Zeno. So if, if somebody is, uh, I know a lot of our community members are also active in Zeno, so I would love to uh, get some information uh, about like, what exactly they're doing and how, uh, you know, in DM or any other uh, means. Uh, but they are obviously doing a good job on this kind of awareness front. So let's say they are launching, I don't know, Confidential assets, okay. So we can come and kind of say, Yeah, we have that as well. Here, try it out, right? So this is the the first thing, right? The, the the engagement through uh participating in relevant conversations, uh commenting in threads where these things are kind of discussed and uh things like that. Okay, so that's kind of the first point. Absolutely. So, yeah. Um, okay, so uh, the second uh, topic is uh, trying to get into, uh, you know, articles, basically, right? So uh, there are several ways to, to do it. We can write our own articles. It's not a simple or, you know, easy process, but we, because we, we, we did that for a long time, and, you know, it, it, it takes time to write a good article anyway, uh, but still, you uh, You know, sometimes uh, there there are kind of either things in general about, I don't know, privacy, for example, uh, that we can write about and then promote these articles, Uh, or we can try to get into publications. Once again, we don't have a huge amount of funds to get into featured on Coindesk. Uh, Actually, I don't think there is enough money in the world to get Beam mentioned positively on Coindesk, Uh, but still... Uh, but maybe not coinless, Maybe like uh, kind of smaller uh, websites and publications that talk about crypto, talk about privacy in general. Uh, some of these may take kind of lobbying or knowing the right people or getting noticed somewhere. So this is also something that uh, I think uh, with like, together with the community, like we all can try to, to tackle. Um, Writing to specific people that write about these topics, right? Because I know that a lot of people that are talking about privacy are, uh, for example, having to Monero. Uh, but I think they will be interested in kind of you know expanding their view, maybe learning about new things. So we can say, listen, would you like to talk about being like show the demo or whatever, like whatever it takes to engage with the people that are writing about these subjects and uh, get them to write about. Uh, beam, uh, without it costing like too much, uh, you know, like not just direct advertising, but rather more organic mentions. So this is the second, um, the second thing, like the content. Uh, also, in the content track, uh, as I mentioned, I think we need to create a better educational material uh, because even today, and by, by the way, uh, I was surprised because I did, like we did, get a positive. Uh, feedback from who was it from like from uh, um this website where we're doing the, the the quest the crew crew three right crew three yeah uh, and, and and we did get a positive feedback that like it, it is relatively clear uh what beam is doing and uh, uh, but still like I feel uh, and correct me if I'm wrong or like provide some feedback about it that if somebody just stumbles on a mention, Uh, Like, how much effort does it take to understand what this project is about, right? Is it clear what what Beam is uh, from the website and, I don't know, the the resources that you first encounter uh, about Beam? Or maybe we need to do some additional work to create a better uh, introductory materials. Like, okay, I just heard about Beam. What is it, right? Explain to me in five minutes. Give me a better... Uh, kind of road to to engage, right? Okay, now I do want to try it out. Like, what do I do? Uh, so this is something that we um, kind of neglected previously, but now we do have, and especially with the updated web wallet, we will have more uh, opportunities to to create an easier engagement path. And we just need to structure it correctly, and uh, you know, get more feedback and uh, really create this uh, you know user journey when somebody completely you know new to beam comes creates a wallet relatively quickly and does something you know engaging in terms of like using the DApp or participating in something uh, we do have all the tools we just need to to structure them correctly um, okay now About the Beam technology, so we do have a lot of uh, interesting technological, you know, features, developments, uh, and and like, things that we have done, which are unique to Beam. Uh, once again, I don't know like the audience size, but in terms of like understanding uh, what is nimble Wimble, how it works, what's Relantos, what's the relation between them, right? I I do hear those questions every once in a while coming from from different uh, you know channels. And, uh, this is also something that we can, uh, improve by creating this small or short, uh, let's say videos, like of about five minutes, uh, like not in long term, like lo- long content format, but rather these kind of, uh, you know, bite sized like chunks of information that explain in a few words, like what's, what's the technology, how it is used, what is it used for? Right. So that's also the idea that I think can be uh, uh, can be explored and implemented during these marketing efforts, uh, and obviously like any other uh, ideas that keep floating around, uh, co-marketing, co-promotions, like integrations, um, collaborations with other projects, like all of these things, uh, I think can be uh, productively used in, in, in our marketing efforts. Uh, yeah, so this is kind of the scope or the outline of all of the things that we can do. So let's get around uh, to, to discuss it. Uh, maybe have, uh, like, as I said, let's create, I will create a separate channel and everybody's invited like who, who wants to participate. And uh, uh, yeah, the goal is obviously to, uh, Let's say bring it to the situation where we no longer say like, oh, we don't have any marketing, right? So we, we, we do want to explore all of the veins that are currently open to us and uh, uh, try to increase awareness about DIM because, uh, yeah, like everybody feels the same, that we have a great uh, project in our hands and uh, it's just not well enough known, not, to, not popular enough and does not engage with enough people.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and 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 one of the things that comes to mind is like, uh, I I've totally forgotten the saying now, but like together, you're more powerful than like going alone, kind of thing. And and I think this will be good for like, for Beam is is if like the community members that are already posting a lot of information on Twitter. Uh, I mean, I see D, Jared, Galaxia, Maxim, Flex, Little which is the most difficult name to say uh, beam bots beam assets like all putting lots of awesome information out about beam and spreading the word and this kind of thing uh, and I think like a further step on this would be to come together and like have some kind of like you mentioned task force that can really like nail down exactly what we need to do how we can do it
0: and, and execute it from there definitely yeah uh, one of the things that uh, I'm rec- I think all are very interesting, like for, for me personally, but you know, in general, is trying to reach to um, organizations and projects that are, uh, you know, not just in terms of like DeFi or financial operations, but rather non-financial applications uh, that are interested in privacy. And uh, for two reasons. First of all, I think Beam today provides a lot of tools. Uh, including, you know, the, the, the way that uh, our applications are created and can be integrated with many different services that can be useful for these organizations. And I'm talking, like, communities, uh, voting applications. Uh, like, for example, recently I spoke with some project that is doing a kind of community, uh, uh, I would say, um, what you call it, like, it's not exactly a forum, but rather like it's it's a group of communities that are uh, representing like people from, you know, different places, like, but with a common goal. And they do want to have this voting application that is uh, reliable and at the same time, like anonymous. So this is something uh, that Beam can provide as a service. uh, And uh, I think it will also increase... Both the awareness about Beam, but it also will serve a good cause of helping these projects that like really need, you know, reliable privacy in non-financial applications. So if you ever uh, hear about uh, such projects or such communities, uh, I, I think we can like talk to them and uh, try to offer uh, solutions based on Beam. I think it will be beneficial for both sides. Uh, you know, not, not not I'm not talking about criminal organizations, just so you know, and just um, you know people with uh, all kinds of uh, privacy needs around the world, which are not criminals. There are quite a few of those. Um, and uh, yes, yeah, so I think that can be interesting to, to look into these like non-financial applications in this direction that can be also uh, a potential venue to explore.
1: Absolutely. And, and this is something that came up in Convo last week. Uh, as well about like the more projects that we have that are building on top of beam, uh, beam uh, the couple that you've mentioned that you've been in communications with about coming, coming over and building on beam, like the more of these projects that we have, the more that they're going to amplify the the efforts that are going into marketing from, uh, our end as well and, and get the word out more on beam and, and this
0: kind of thing. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, yeah, that's that's what we, that's what we need to do. So let's start doing it. Uh, you know, without uh, a lot more discussions. Um, it's important to know that the focus on is on like specific, uh, you know, uh, actions that we we can take. Um, once again, there is no like magical something that we can do which will just, you know, make be known to, to, to everyone at the same time. Uh, it's definitely a series of steps, uh, you know. Uh, we, we have been doing uh, over these five years a lot of different kinds of efforts uh, in, in what we call marketing. Uh, we did have a lot of content that we provided and uh, wrote and, you know, videos that we did, like, a lot of things that we tried. Uh, we did not find a kind of good efficient working way to promote ourselves uh, even when we did spend money on marketing like you know when, when we had it uh, but you know once again the situation changes uh, there is a huge difference between uh, marketing in a bull market and marketing now when as you know uh, crypto is under very severe attack uh, probably I think the, the heaviest one as long as I remember. Um, so, yeah, like it's it's kind of a both a, a problem and a blessing because from one hand, uh, it's, you know, getting more difficult for people to obtain crypto in many places, but also uh, it brings the uh, point of decentralization, I think, and privacy and all of these other things that people tend to ignore in good times. It brings it to, uh, to the surface and makes it kind of more uh, I would say, obvious, like, why you need it. Uh, I think decentralization and privacy being the two most obvious ones uh, following the recent events. Uh, yeah, so it's kind of a mixed, mixed blessing, I would say, right, what was going on right now, uh, on one hand. Well, on the other hand, still, crypto is very much alive and developing. A lot of things are happening. And uh, uh, in general, the discussion, I think, around crypto is, uh, second to none, in, at least in the financial world. Now, now banks started falling apart, so yeah, they kind of took uh, you know the, some attention. Uh, but uh, in general, crypto is uh, everywhere, uh, for good and bad. Uh, so yeah, it's it's a uh, interesting time to uh, to be operating on. for in. Yeah, absolutely. Like
1: I mean.
0: One second, you. No, 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 I don't hear you well. Something happened.
1: No, okay, no. Nope.
0: Oh, God. Gus is. Uh... Uh, yeah, hello. Now you're back. Okay. Uh, I don't know what happened.
1: Uh, now I've totally forgotten what I was going to say.
0: It but, seems i um... are locking the microphone in some way. Uh...
1: Is it okay now?
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. All I I was saying is that, like, whenever, like, one thing happens, whether it's on the regulatory front or something else, it seems to happen in, like, a big wave. Uh, Like, it's not – it's never one thing in in solitude. It's, like, multiple off-ramps getting hit and staking, getting slapped by the sick and, and, and all kinds of things, like, at the same time
0: yeah what you're saying basically when it rains it pours right (laughs)
1: yeah pretty much yeah yeah
0: um okay so i have officially uh run out of the i would say scheduled topics for discussion or things that i wanted to mention so uh now we still have 10 minutes that we can use for Either asking more questions if you have them in any way uh, you would like to ask them, whether it's Twitter or uh, uh, Telegram or here, just, you know, clicking on this request to talk uh, button. Uh, Or we can just talk about Doc1 and whether it was really him who was uh, arrested in Montenegro. So it's your choice, your call.
1: I I have a question regards your last point. What was he arrested for? like? What was this Do Kwan named individual? Whether it's like the crypto one or or not? What
0: was he arrested for? Do we know? Uh, honestly, I have no idea.
1: No, neither.
0: I don't even I don't even know how it works. Like you know, and what are you doing in Montenegro? Like if you are being, I don't know. Let's say some, you 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 are expecting or suspecting that somebody wants to arrest you. That like that's what you do you go to the Montenegro. What are you James Bond like? What's what's going on?
1: Yeah, I mean, like to quote to quote the man himself, he's not hiding.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's that's also true. Like, but but if he's not hiding, like, why did you take so much time to arrest him? I don't know. It's it's crazy.
1: Yeah it's like a, a crazy a crazy like couple of years in crypto i f- i feel like we compared to like 2017 and and 2018 and 19 and and this kind of stuff the the last few years have been like a a whole lot bigger and crazier and like weirder and wilder things happening
0: I don't know if it's a general trend or uh, you know just us getting older. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, right. But uh, but yeah. Uh, by the way, there is a question in uh, in in the beam community channel on Telegram regarding the web wallet for Firefox. So uh, from what I know, it should work seamlessly with Firefox because Firefox, I think, supports Chrome-like extensions, or, or, or am I wrong? Maybe I'm wrong.
1: Um, yeah. I haven't. I haven't used
0: Firefox. Yeah. No. I, I'll I'll check about Definitely. that. But from what what I remember, it, it should work for Firefox as well. In any case, um, if it doesn't work out of the box, I think it will be not not simple to adapt because uh, the architecture is very specific to to Google Chrome. Uh, but once again. Uh, like it should probably work with any Chromium-based browser. Let me answer it like this: So Brave, uh, you know, obviously Chromium itself, and uh, uh, any other uh, browser that uses the same uh, engine. Um, probably even Microsoft Edge or what's it called—the the new Explorer that nobody uses. Did you Did you oh. see, by the way? Uh, there, is, there is this great um, uh, mental outlaw. Uh, he has like a, a, a lot of things. He has a YouTube channel and he talks about uh, uh, hacking and all, all other topics. But he, he's really great, and uh, he had this video about how uh, when you install a fresh copy of Windows and you open uh, Microsoft Edge because obviously it's installed by default, and then you are trying to download Chrome it tries to convince you not to do it and it's like it's like really bizarre and you know uh, crazy looking because you go to a chrome like download uh, you know link to a website and there is this like ad that appears in the browser which says don't download chrome you don't need it like look edge does uh, it uses the same technology it does exactly the same things uh, and then, like, it tries to, like, every step you take to download Chrome, it tries to convince you not to do it. Did, did you ever, uh, are you on Windows? No, you're on Mac, right? So it's, I'm, it's,
1: I'm on Mac, but yeah. I, I, I don't, like, no specific one comes to mind. But the first thing I thought of when you started mentioning this is, like, some Monty Python sketch.
0: Yeah, that's what it looks um, like. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's unbelievable. And the thing is that it's not like, it's like very specific and it's built into the browser. So it, it kind of tracks where you're going and that you're about to download Chrome and it's trying to, to, to tell you, listen, you don't need to do this. Stay stay with, with Edge. It's, it's all good. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's unbelievable. Um, yeah, but obviously, you know, uh, everybody goes and downloads it uh, anyway. And this is Chrome for, for some reason because... It's not M- Microsoft. Microsoft has also struggled, like
1: with Bing. I don't think anyone, at least like anyone in the West. I don't know anyone that uses Bing. That like a search, the Microsoft search engine. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I
0: I, I have not used uh, Bing, probably ever.
1: I I used it for many years because I was in China, and. For some reason, I didn't have a VPN, so I couldn't use Twitter or Google or Facebook or or any of these things.
0: Oh, but you, you could use Steam. That's interesting.
1: Kind of yeah, yeah,
0: unbelievable. Okay, that's cool. Um, I think we accidentally started a browser holy wars in our community channel because <laughs> now there's a discussion of which browser is the best. Uh, all of them are great, and uh, yeah. Um, anyway. Um, Okay, so listen, we will be wrapping up, I think, today for today. Um, I will create this uh, group for um, marketing task force. My first thought was, I I was reviewing my notes, and then I saw that somewhere I wrote uh, that I wanted to call it a Beam ecosystem expansion research, uh, which, you know, uh, is uh, abbreviated as BEER. Uh, But uh, (laughs) yeah, I I don't know if it's a good idea. My names are sometimes uh, uh, kind of not the best ones yeah I tried to I tried to call, you know to call the asset interest scam, which probably was not a good idea as well
1: this <laughs> this was not met with uh, <laughs> uh, too much too many smiles there there is a question that just came up that I think can be quickly answered uh, and it's from 8-bit path and it said is there any update on laser beam and any thoughts on layer 2
0: lightning type tech? Uh, this works with Beam. Uh, yeah. So, <clears throat> for those who who don't know or don't remember, Laser Beam is um, a Beam implementation of the direct payment channel technology, which allows you to uh, create a funded channel between two wallets and then exchange funds uh, very quickly, like with zero confirmation time, over this channel within uh, the amount that was funded in the channel. And it's the same exact technology that Lightning Network uses. The only thing that which is kind of missing in beam implementation is uh, the routing uh, inside those channels, and the reason it's missing is that this routing, it's very complicated, not to implement, but rather it doesn't work very well. So the laser uh, channels are uh, there, their own production, like on mainnet, you can use them today. We did not invest too much in kind of expanding this. Um, Because, uh, like, I I always had a problem with kind of figuring out how this works at scale. Uh, The way it does work today, where where it works, is using this um, thing called hub and spoke architecture. Basically, you have a large hub uh, that has a lot of channels to smaller kind of wallets, and uh, uh, it it holds a large amount of funds to fund all of these channels, and then it rebalances uh funding uh, internally right so it requires this kind of large organization that everybody connects to it does not work well in a more kind of balanced and decentralized network um so just to summarize like yeah like we, we do have this technology it works it's on mainnet we did not in, invent invest like in creating the network around it like the lightning network but you know uh, it can be done uh, theoretically like we, we we can talk about it if somebody wants to experiment with it or create some applications on top of it uh, also now that we have a in my opinion much better uh, layer two uh, solutions like uh, rollups either optimistic or zk uh, I, I think these technologies are more promising in creating a quick uh, you know like fast transactions or, uh, you know, speeding up uh, or creating micropayments, uh, for example, I think these technologies are better. But, uh, by the way, uh, we we were officially invited to a hackathon, but it's, like, it's in October. Like, there's a lot of time, but uh, it's organized in uh, uh, in Denver, I think, but I'm not sure, uh, by some uh, Monero uh community and uh, it is uh, in cooperation with uh, lighting network and some companies that work in this space uh, so um, uh, this is something that we have received and we're like thinking about what we want to do there one of the things that we can do is like use our uh, laser laser channels to create some interesting applications and then submit it to the hackathon so that's definitely a possibility i uh, will send some information about it very cool yeah all right. So uh let's wrap it up. Thanks everyone for being here.
1: Oh, a question. Yeah. Do we do we have a word for the crew three joining the Twitter space? Hmm.
0: It's <laughs> a great question. Do we
1: uh, this is, <laughs> it is a great question and I am under the impression that we do and (laughs) I'm going to locate it and speak very slowly while I do locate it. Give me two seconds.
0: No problem. I wonder if anyone managed to write it down the last time. I think yes. Somebody did.
1: I think so, yeah. Uh,
0: The problem is that we don't have a way to send something to just everyone who is in the space because Twitter obviously did not provide us with that option. So you will have yeah. to suffer through writing down what Gus says in a second. <laughs> Did you find it? No, I cannot. Is, is it this like uh, 5, 4, G, I, J, P, S, T, H, B, this one? I think it is. Let me verify that. Let, let me send you, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, yep.
0: Okay. Sorry. So let me repeat that. It's 5, 4. G I J P S T eight B. Five four G I J P S T eight B. Good luck, everyone.
1: Good luck. Thank you all for joining.
0: <laughs> yeah. So thank you and see you next week. See you guys. Bye bye. Bye bye.